I actually think that Trump out of office for a good a, reason. Well, was a good thing for your show because it allowed you it's to. It's not to, about my show, Candace. No. That's insulting. No, 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 no. I don't believe in that. I don't believe look, in chips. We, I think we've established tonight. We've all got our own. We've all got our we things. All, we all got we've our got own our things. things. Hello. Who is hiding in my hut? <laughs> this is awesome. This is actually a really sick man cave. How are you? My husband has one, but it's a lot it's smaller. It's not a man cave because I'm not cave. a husband. It's a man cave. It's not. It's a yeah. nightclub. Yeah, but men need caves even if they are, don't have wives. No. no. I think they this do. This is a nightclub. You don't hear it. <laughs> oh, I see you're with child. I've been with child for three years. I've been pregnant for three years. I've had a baby in 2021. This is like my permanent state now. I'm basically an elephant. You do know that science knows what causes this now. I Do they know? I actually have been trying to figure it out for the last three years because it feels like it's a medical condition. So you're like having Irish twin? Literally, I have a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and this oh, one's wow. due in November. I've been pregnant for three years. So, so I think it's going to be weird when I'm not pregnant anymore. I'm going to be like, I don't know what to do with myself. What's, what? <laughs> and what's that like when you're always pregnant? Honestly... It's gotta be rough. It's not. I, th I feel really? like everyone has this like cultural understanding of pregnancy, and I think a lot of women play it up. Yeah. Cultural? No, I feel like there's this like this it. alien gnawing on you from the inside. That... Yeah, but it's like it's not that big of a deal. I gotta be honest with you. It's, really? it's like I, for some women, obviously, you can look at them and you can tell which ones are having what looks like an allergic reaction, right? Um, and they have a rough go with it. But some people right. just do pregnancy pretty easily, and I'm one of those people that just kind of like it doesn't really change anything so you're just gonna keep going no i wanted you... to do it all back to back because i didn't want to be i don't know when parents do the like we had a kid and we waited five years to the next one i'm like who wants to like restart and take out all the bottles and i just was like if i'm getting pregnant i'm just gonna have all of my kids back to back right and then one yeah i think it's genius so you do believe in birth control you're not doing it i actually don't believe in birth control <laughs> no you're just no. doing it the catholic way just the, like whatever my happens. husband's so catholic like beyond, he's the But then the you, you could have 12 kids. Here. I know, it's dangerous. Of course it is. It's completely dangerous. And stupid. I'm on your side. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do, <laughs> trick them and take birth control? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, Catholics, they have a lot of kids. This is just, Yes. I didn't choose this a, life. This that was life a chosen. thing when I was a kid, <laughs> really. <laughs> Where did you grow up? New Jersey. Okay, yeah, you definitely saw some 14 kids Catholic. In the 60s? Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Of course. For sure. <laughs> <clears throat> But they were happy. But you don't want you don't want that to be you. I do kind of. I kind of want a school really? bus. Yeah, yeah. My, like my colleague Matt Walsh, she's got six kids. I feel I'm naturally competitive. Oh my god. Yeah, I it's know it's just, really bad. Well, it's bad. I'm very very competitive, so I feel like now I might just have six kids, just seven, just to beat them. It's really bad. Definitely bad for the planet. I know. Let's not get into that <laughs> right away. <laughs> I mean, kids are bad for the planet. Well, what everything. They're pretty eco friendly, actually. Adults are bad for the planet. Well, they're not eco-friendly in the sense that they're going to have kids and, you know, you're just making more people who are using resources, you know, people who argue about planet and, you know, Elon Musk. I don't understand his whole thing about, like, we should have more people. It's like there's room. Of course there's room. It's not about room. It's about resources. We don't have the resources. We have the room. We just don't have, I read just the other day where the, uh, what did they call it, the groundwater? We've already like sucked out all the groundwater mm. that we can possibly use. They're not, there's just not enough rain falling. 
for like all your kids. It's all about you, Candace. <laughs> Thank you. It's interesting because I've just kind of read this whole book debunking all of that, which I feel like in two years, you're going to have a totally different perspective on all that. Because well, I've, I've seen your growth and where you were a few years ago to where you are now. No. And, you know, Elon Musk, not, I think, is probably pretty educated about the planet well, resources. Uh, what do you think? No. No? Not necessarily. <laughs> not if you, not either of you. If you think <clears throat> that we can somehow keep putting people on the planet, which has a finite amount of resources. Mm. Oh, look, there's my zucchini that I gave to. I was looking for that. Look at that thing. Did you grow that? I, I did. And I gave it to uh, Vivek when he was here a couple of weeks ago. He didn't ago. take it. He didn't take it. Yeah. Unless, unless he took it and they put another one just like it in there. But I don't think that. Let me see that. Hand me that thing. That's I don't want to forget it. Did you actually grow this. this? Yes. It's actually a really big zucchini. I, I told him. I said, you were probably at the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. Or, and they, this is probably the kind of thing that you were. I grow having. vegetables, and I I just want to tell you, because right. maybe he doesn't grow them. That's a very respectable zucchini. Would you like it? I actually would. I actually <laughs> love zucchini. So. Maybe it'll remind you not to get pregnant Right. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> or now we're going to leave it there. It's going to yeah. wind up staying there again. No, it won't. I won't leave it. I okay, actually love great. zucchini. Yeah, I, it's fantastic. Yeah, this is my favorite. I actually did cucumbers this year. And I got some pretty big cucumbers, but they're wretched to grow. They just kind of grow it's out. It's almost a shame to have to cut into that, but you do. Yeah, you, know, you do. You kind of. Yeah. But um, don't you not believe, like, in the moon landing? So I'm supposed to believe you about climate. I, I think it's so funny how people take. Well, first off, I know what I'm talking about with the climate stuff. So I'm just going to go ahead and promote. Well, you're not the only one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you should probably realize, no. like, that there is in the same way that there are narratives I think you're now more awake to. The climate hoax is one that funds trillions of dollars. And okay. we are not running out of space. You could fit the entire world if you stacked it like New York City in Dallas. So Fit, I just said, it's you not said about- fit, But the point is, is that the final, hurricanes are down. The whole idea that every time it rains, it's because you know, something bad with, is happening is like, it's, it's okay. What I will agree with you on is this. The environmentalists do often lie because they have this idea, uh, this issue is so important, and by the way, it is so important, that it's okay if we shade the truth to get people on our side, and I don't agree with that. I'm always- You lied every matter, time. Matter, well, not every time. What was your climate disaster growing up? Mine was, mine was global warming. They don't even say it anymore. They don't say global warming no, anymore? No, they don't. No, they say climate change. They, they went from global Maybe cooling- Maybe not in your bubble, but from, in the world they no, do. No, they don't. They went from global cooling to global warming. They never were in global. No one was ever talking about It was one. That's such a stupid talking point that you keep repeating. It's a zombie lie. It was one article in one magazine in one day, one week in Newsweek or something. Nobody was talking about global cooling. Yes, we understand that the planet is always changing. That's a different story. No, there was there was a whole climate alarm alarmism via the IPC for global cooling. No, there wasn't. There, okay. <laughs> there was. But do you uh, believe people landed on the moon? Well, well, well let's just back because that up. Because if you don't, because then going, I think that's no, 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 no. I think that you really sets taking, a standard for this discussion. You are taking something that was a Twitter You can't answer it? Joke. I'm going to answer your question, okay. but I'm just trying cuz I think you should add context because what you're doing now is you're jumping away from an actual meaningful discussion about climate change and the hoax that's surrounding it and making people fearful to have children. And you're all going, well, didn't you once tweet when I said, literally, I said in the tweet, it, let's have some fun today. What is one conspiracy theory that almost got you and that you think like could possibly be be real? And I said, the one that always gets me every time is the moon landing. How come we haven't gone back? 
So you're taking this one tweet where people then shared the things that they think that were not really serious or political on this long thread to now apply to a conversation about climate change. Okay, but just to be clear, people did land on the moon. I don't know. Okay, there we go. I don't know. I I do know. I just want to know why we didn't go back. We did go back. Did we go back? What year? To the moon? Were we people on the moon? Okay. I'm asking a serious question. When when did we go? When did we We back to people walking on the moon? 69, okay. July 20th, 1969. Yeah. We went back like 10 more times. Who went back? Who walked on the moon? America. You know, the. No, but like, what were the astronauts' names? Educate me. Why are you. Who the fuck remembers what the astronauts' names were? That's a big, it's a pretty big deal to walk on the moon. The first guy, and then after that, yes. Who else walked on it? I don't remember the name. Like another dozen. Okay. Yeah. Are you, we, okay, a lot of other dozen humans walked on the moon? Yes, Americans, all Americans. Okay, we don't remember that. We kept going back. Uh, Apollo 13 was the one they made the movie about. That was the one they aborted. But that was after we had landed. Apollo 11, I think, was I'm the not one. talking about space missions. I'm talking about actual people walking yes, on the moon. Yes, landing on the moon and walking on it. First of all, it's, it, it is an impressive scientific feat. It's not out of the realm of, like, how could that possibly happen? It's only 250,000 miles away. They had figured out enough to be able to do it, even with these shitty computers that they had in 1969. Um, Yes, it's risky, and we did lose people doing it. Um, but we did do it. I mean, plainly. I mean, the idea that you could think that this was some sort of hoax, I've, I'm sorry, but it colors everything else. I, I'm just saying that, like, say. I'm, I'm just not, like, you're, I feel like you're just trying to find this one. Like, I've never talked about this on my show. You're literally talking about one funny tweet It's thread. relevant. It's really it's not relevant that relevant. that you won't say, no, absolutely, just... people walked on the moon. It's relevant. <laughs> I, I, I feel that you are finding an angle here to try to talk about something that I've never talked about on my podcast. I've well, never talked to people on on a debate stage. But it's never out there. About I on read a college. it. You, you probably had a producer dig up what you thought were there's the no most pre- absurd tweets. Uh, this, like, there's no way you, it's out Candace, like you're I saying it's out there. There's not even articles about this. It's, so, it's so obscure that it's like, it's like literally, I, I mean, it said like, let's have some fun. What are some of the things that, what are some conspiracy theories that you read that you have questions about? And I was like, the moon landing. First of all, I promise you, there is no production on this show. (laughs) It's a a pretty niche thing. Of all the things I talk about and I'm known for, there wasn't even an article written about this about me. I wasn't planning to talk about it. So it's like, how did you get here? Because You you saw it on Twitter? I got here, somehow I knew it. But How? Because it's out there. But it's because not, I've it's not read even a, in my Wikipedia. Like it's like it's so obscure, it's so niche that I'm just like curious. I how, don't. Th- I don't think that's the case because I think I read it in the Vanity Fair article about you. No. No. Nope. Well, that's I read what I mean. It it's, not, it's not even relevant for like it's. I've never ever had a well, single then, person well, sit do, down and ask me this question. Well, then so I've just done like, America a service because okay. we 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 find the baseline of your thinking. I'm sorry, but that is relevant. That you don't think men landed on the moon. No, it's I, a, I just a, said I would like I. First off, I, what I specifically said was, you don't know. I want to know why. And I think even Elon Musk said this in his timepiece. Ask him about it. Yeah, Ask him I about think the he moon. did. He did address it in his uh, timepiece. I think piece he probably believes there. it. Happened. But I'm just not interested in this topic like at all. So it's just okay. like you just came in so fiery about something that I, I, I am not known for. That was like an obscure okay. tweet want, of like I, I it started want, with "Let's have some fun," and it was in a joking manner. Okay. And suddenly you're Sorry. like, okay. "How could you not okay. believe the moon landing?" And I'm well, like, the energy that. is okay. like okay. a little. My apologies, and I I, I don't. <laughs> 
don't just, want this to be adversarial. It, no, it was just if surprising. If we hadn't got on to global warming, I well, wouldn't, that's have, something that I I wouldn't believe, have thought so the So I'm okay moon. to have this topic. No, but I, I connected it to that because it was like, okay. If but you, I'm in the public sphere talking about that. I've had experts on my show talking okay. about, like Gregory Whitestone okay. talked about his book about the climate change hoax. Okay. I care deeply about that because of the implications and how the climate change hoax and the trillions of dollars that are basically disappearing for things like Paris Accord Agreement. Like I'm on very much on record in okay, a but si- and sincere not to talking beat a, about Not to that. beat a dead horse, but if you think the moon landing is a hoax, it colors my view of what you think of the global warming being a hoax. Okay. So let's I, get I, on But to... I never said the moon landing is a hoax. Well, you said I said, you name did... one conspiracy theory no, that, no, almost, I asked you point that blank. almost got you. I, I said, I don't you... know anything about I don't know anything about I can't I even don't... debate you. You're sitting here but... telling me that 12 men have gone to the moon since. I don't know anything about it. And so I keep a okay. very, okay. I think that if there's one thing that people will say about me is I don't come into conversations about things that I don't know. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be an expert on the moon a, landing. But you're such a brilliant person. But on things that I actually know. So I'm willing to. Every, but I'm willing to because I don't care. Would you read I, about I, it? I literally don't. It's, it's, it's to would, me, would you it's read utterly about it? inconsequential for the work that I do. But yeah, would, I would. That's why I said fun thread. Tell me this. Like we were like, tell me what's one conspiracy theory that you believe that we can look into. I mean, we really should pull the tweet because it's it's weird that you're at, that you're making this so severe as if I was like on a talk show debating the moon landing. And so what I'm saying is I've never cared a, about this topic. Because it's an undebatable it's, topic. I'm completely that you like, are if you want debatable. to, I did. You're making it debatable. I don't by, think by, anyone watching this will think that I made this topic debatable. I think you've made this very I, debatable. All I, I told you was okay. I sent a funny tweet, and it's a pretty obscure so tweet that's never Nash- been how's life in Nash- ever t- discussed before how's today. How's life in Nashville? Nashville's real, right? Nashville is a real place, and I love Nashville. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's interesting. I was just in Austin. Texas, mm-hmm. and I feel like Austin and Nashville are the two places where the liberal diaspora, <laughs> shall we call it, liberals who want to get away, and I certainly understand why. I live here in California. It is a ridiculous state that drives you insane. I totally get it. I'm too dug in here to make a change, and where else would I find Club Random? But I get it. I feel like those are the two places they go. They go to Austin and they go to Nashville. Yeah. Because you're not really out in the sticks. I mean, Austin's a pretty liberal town. And any city is blue, right? Okay. So you're out of, like, the fire, but you didn't go to the frying pan. Am I? Is that about right? Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, for us, we were also between Texas and Tennessee, for sure. We were probably between Chattanooga and Dallas, and we decided on Nashville because I think a lot more opportunities were happening. There was a lot of L.A. people coming, starting studios. Daily Wire moved their studio from L.A. Right. to Nashville. So it felt like the right place. And I think at that time I was having kids. So you you sort of naturally crave the suburbs when you have kids, obviously. Like the whole and also, New York, by the DC. way, if I was a parent, well, first of all, it would be there'd be unholy hell if I was a parent because probably we're going to be on the same page on this shit. Some of the stuff that goes on in the schools is just so cray-cray, and I would not be able to keep my mouth shut about it. So I'm sure a state like Tennessee does not have laws that some of the blue states do where, like, the the parents are not allowed to be notified by the school. They're actually prohibited if the kid changes their gender. Like, they say that would be outing the student to a parent? Right. Outing is a word we even use in connection with a parent? Shouldn't everything be out to the parent? 
Yeah. I'm sure I'm singing from your hymnal now. Am I allowed to have an opinion on this? Or, or uh, no, is my I'm just I'm just trying to okay, make up for sure. my faux pas <laughs> with the moon. I just don't care. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I don't care about that at all. I literally not think about it, and I wouldn't have ever picked a debate with somebody about something that I just don't care about. But this I care deeply about. Um, right. oh. And this is what I do a lot of you know work in the space of talking to parents and understanding how we've become so removed from our, our own children systematically. And you're right that places like LA and New York have become these major hubs where the state has gone too far. And I do a lot of work on other stuff too that you would think is weird and, you know, vaccine stuff for parents and kind of giving them a guide. Oh no, for, I'm with you there. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. Um, and, you know, I do, I produce an entire separate series talking about vaccines and sort of the increase. And well, I don't you know, think when I was a, a kid, I I, I... I don't think vaccines are a hoax or anything, right? I just... Not think, a hoax. Okay. But, how, you know, do, but, do your kids need from 1982... Right. No, they don't. ...six to 75, right. you know? I mean, my view, just to be clear, vaccines are a tool in the medical kit, just like antibiotics. Right. And just like antibiotics, I wouldn't want to be told, everyone's taking them, so you have to, too. Right. Yeah, like, one size if I, fits all. If I decide I need one for a certain pathogen and I'm at a place in my life where I think that playing the odds, which is what medicine always is, that would be the smart thing, okay. But forcing it, and on, and in children who never needed it for this, who yeah. the least likely, and they're so sick. The kids have never been sicker, and that's, right, never I start been my, sicker. my series by asking: these kids have never been more vaxxed. We're the most vaxxed country in the entire world. You know, we have these uh, high infant mortality rates when weighed against third world countries. And you're being told that this is because we're super healthy. You got kids, seventy five vaccines. When I was a kid, it was it was twelve. You know, and there's been an explosion. People don't even know anything about the diseases. It's just a, these constant fear campaigns. And then on top of that, in states like L.A., you can't opt out. You know, so these are things that parents have to think about now, where you're literally raising your kids. Could you go to prison for saying that I don't want my child referred to as a different gender right. behind my back? Yes. Depending on where you live, they're trying to criminalize you being a parent. Um, and then you add that to the, you know, medical complex. And maybe you say, you know, I'm I'm not afraid if my kid gets chicken pox. I got chicken pox. I got chicken pox parties. You can't do that in L.A. You can't do it in L.A. And if you're a doctor and you say, oh, this parent didn't want their child to get the chicken pox vaccine, you'll get your license taken away in a place like L.A. I don't think parents realize why that's so scary. Not we can argue all day. You can call me anti-vax. I can call you pro-vax. But as parents, we should be able to make decisions for our children. I don't fear the chicken pox. That's all I was. I mean, yes, I would, I would really not go over well in today's world if I was a parent. Yeah. I, I would just be in fights and it would just be ugly. And then my kids, I, I, my hat is off to anyone who is a parent today because I honestly feel it has never been harder to be a parent because you're not allowed to boss them around. Yeah. What, what's the fucking point of having kids if you can't <laughs> boss them around? And also, also, how could you possibly control a feral little monster like that if you couldn't boss them around? I know. It's insane that they treat them like they're just short people. Like, yeah, adults. And that's weird, too. I was, I was actually talking with somebody that was here before you came in here about sort of the L.A. spell. Because it is, there's something weird about parents in this particular bubble, this particular part of L.A. where... They think that the children are adults. <laughs> I don't understand. You know, we don't want to tell our child no. I Peers. met a parent that said that. We don't believe in telling our child no. And I just said, okay, well, right. when he rapes someone who's right. 13, <laughs> and he says, my mom never taught me the word no, there were no boundaries. Right. I mean, whose fault is that going to be? I mean, it's... No, this country reminds me of like a medieval European country where a five-year-old 
ascends to the throne yeah. and inherits it. <laughs> and so all the courtiers have to pretend that whatever brain He's fart, up here. <laughs> whatever brain fart comes out of the mouth of this five-year-old toddler, yes, is something that we have <laughs> to ta take seriously uh -huh. and t treat as valid and, de and debatable. <laughs> That's exactly. what this country is. That is very right? accurate. That was a very incredible analogy. Pockets of the country, though, I would say pockets, particularly here, right. you don't see that stuff in Tennessee. Like, it is, well, that's the yes, ma'am, no, sir, you know what I mean? And they don't play around that's, with that stuff. That's and that's what, what I and, love about this. And that's, I, that's why I completely understand why people move to places like Austin and Nashville. Yeah. And this, this is what they attacked me for so vigorously when I did my editorial about trans, which, you know, I feel like, again, a great demarcation between what liberal is, old school liberal and woke. Liberal believes trans is, of course, a real thing and they should be protected and respected. Woke is like, um, well, before they can like tie their shoe, <laughs> we tell them they very likely might be in the wrong body. I ran your segment on my podcast, actually, because it was oh, brilliant. Oh, great. Yeah, on, on Real Time, you did the segment talking about, okay, if this is a real thing, why is it regional? Geography. Yeah. Why is it regional? It's brilliant point. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Why is it, it so regional? Yeah. You, what is it the water here in California? <laughs> it because might be. I've been to dinner parties, more than one, where there's 12 people and they're all talking about their trans kids. They're all. It's almost like that's the norm. Yeah. And that can't really be the norm. I mean, I get, I get it that things happen in nature, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mix up at the factory, whatever you want to call it. it. Nature, you know, I know the religious people like to call it, you know, what do they say, intelligent design. It's not that intelligent in a lot of ways. No. I mean, in a lot of ways it is, but there's a lot of stuff about the human body and the way we're built and the way we, you know, like phlegm, I feel like it's very often unnecessary and only makes things worse. I wish I could talk to my own body and say, "We don't need, don't need this, this phlegm." Yeah, you know, I I know you're trying to help, <laughs> but, but you know, you're not really helping because I don't think it's stop. I think it's giving a place for the bacteria to nestle in. Right. Well, it, actually, it's funny because I'm not going to explain. As I, I cough up a bunch of phlegm. <laughs> I, was reading, I was reading this. I don't know what causes it. I, yeah. I can't figure out what makes but there me must cough. Be, there must be something objectively good about phlegm. And now I'm interested. And this is the kind of random things that I'll research on the internet. Like, what actually is the purpose of phlegm? But there was a real housewife, and I cannot, I will not name her because I got in trouble on YouTube for talking about it, even though she talked about it first and came out and said she's got like two, she's got four kids. Dad's a doctor, brilliant doctor, but Beverly Hills. So, you know, right. here we go. There you go. So how brilliant can you really be? Um, and especially now that doctors don't know the difference between the sexes and they've got like two non-binary children, one gay child and one trans child. It's Wait, a, it's a, it's a, it's say that cost. slower. Two non-binary children. Non-binary, yeah. meaning? They are not bound to any sex, I think. How old are they? Uh, these, all of these children are like 12, uh, maybe 15 and under. So non-binary, would that be the same as bisexual? Uh, I'm not sure, and I don't want to get us into trouble because these definitions change and they're fluid, and the second you don't get the update the to your phone. The children are fluid, too. Yes, Everyone's and fluid. but also a trans child and like a, a gay child. And I'm like, this is a statistical impossibility, um, obviously.
and they kind of right. come out and said, obviously, this is a school possibility. Something's going on in your house, and I'm going to guess it's a lack of parenting, right? Because these are just these. I, I, I didn't graduate I high school with this... a single effing non-binary child, so this is this is this is made up, right? Right. And you're telling me all of your children have this thing that didn't exist when I was in high school in 2007, but now all right. of your children are suffering from this thing, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of I think the litmus test for me is like, okay, if this is a real thing, why did this just not exist at all? when I was in school. And it's not like they're playing catch up. It's not like now suddenly kids are going back from my high school class and saying, I'm trans. They're not. We had gay kids, we had a couple of lesbian kids, uh, you know, and everyone else was, you know, that was it, you know? It was like, now they've got right. so many options to choose from, from the infinite alphabet community. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for any meal with chef-prepared, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Plus, it'll save you the sticker shock of buying a box of $9 eggs. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back to crushing your goals. Choose from over 35 flavor-packed meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients. And if you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn, try Protein Meals Plus Meals with 30 grams of protein or, or more per serving. And try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you're making a sustainable choice. This October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Head to factormeals.com random50 and use code random50 to get 50% off. That's code random50 at factormeals.com random50 to get 50% off. Right now, I'd like to give a shout out to all those people whose job it is to hire. From the small business owners growing their team to the HR directors hiring people across the nation, you have one of the toughest jobs there is. But what if it, I were to tell you that there's something that can make your whole hiring process faster and easier? It's ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com random. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds and sends you available great matches for your job. Once you review your list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply, so they're more likely to apply sooner. Let ZipRecruiter help make your job easier. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash random. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-A-N-D-O-M. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Club Random is brought to you by the audio marketing gurus at Radioactive Media. Let me ask you, what are you doing to grow your business? Don't just use Google and social media when you can utilize new channels and acquire new customers by partnering with shows like mine and enjoy lower CPMs, elevating your brand in a space away from your competitors. Wouldn't you like to generate up to nine times more leads? You can when you combine the power of audio and video channels with text messaging and generate a higher ROI. Club Random has been partnering with Radioactive Media since the beginning with clients such as Signal Wire, Heat Holders, Wine Enthusiast, Lumi, Microdose, Gummies, and more. 
For a limited time, get $1,000 toward your first campaign, plus free text messaging by going to radioactivemedia.com or text the word RANDOM to 511511. Discover how audio marketing can suppress your current, can surpass <laughs> your current strategies with new and innovative ways that sound better. Go to radioactivemedia.com or text RANDOM to 511511. Text RANDOM to 511511 today. Terms, conditions, message, and data rates may apply. You know, you know what we have in common? Like, we both say things that make people on both sides mad. We say yeah. some things they like and some things they don't. Yeah, a lot of people. But when we're in agreement about something, I think people feel the same about me in this way. Like, when they do agree, it's like, that person really, I mean, rubs my clit on that, the way they do that. They really, I just love you so much when you go off on something that deserves to be gone off on. Yeah. And I feel like people feel that about me. They do. Like when I go off on something and it deserves that ass kicking mm -hmm. and you do it, I mean, you're funny. You have a, I saw you make doing <laughs> the Eminem thing where you were like, <laughs> you were making fun of all his moves. I just don't know what happened. I know, but it was really funny. I mean, the way you just like, and I like Eminem, but I you, do too. You, you made him look because <laughs> you he's did. Dick. He's now just ridiculous. I mean, you met Vivek Ramaswamy. It's like you're picking on like Vivek Ramaswamy. Eminem. He is. That's that's what I was mimicking him because he was, talking about, he was talking about Trump nuking the world. Yeah, that was yeah. I was going back and just showing how you know the fall of Eminem. But the segment that I was doing was just about like he keeps doing this. Like, we get it. You don't like Republicans. You don't like conservatives. But what right. Vivek <laughs> did was so harmless. I mean, he was in front of like six kids rapping some Eminem lyrics, and Eminem lawyered up against him. But I did advise Vivek when he was. Here. To stop rapping? Yes. <laughs> it's that is not real. No, really, right? It's just not a good look. It's you know, Vivek. He reminds me so much of that character from Mean Girls. He, he's like a true academic, high achieving, nice which, guy. Which girl? Which Have you ever girl? seen Mean Girls? Yeah, of course. Mathletes. Mathletes. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Indian guy who raps on stage, and he's like, "Sucker, sucker, sucker, MCs ain't got nothing he's, on me." But he's cooler than. He's them. cool. No, the guy is cool. But he's right. like he's a high achieving mathlete who also likes hip hop. He's into right. different things, and I loved having Vivek on my show. I thought he was super inspirational. I like that he kind of has been staying above the fray because I'm super fatigued with politics right now. Well, he's a lot more on your page uh, with some of these issues like global warming than, right. than I am. So, yeah, you know, I find and he's him brilliant. As I said to him, I, I find you very disarming and also alarming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's me. And I think some of it is performative. I, you know, he will not admit that he wants to be the vice president, but of course Trump is going to be the nominee. So there's they're only running for vice president at this point. Would you not agree? No, 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 no. Obviously Ron DeSantis is not running to be Trump's vice president. Right. Absolutely sure. not. Nikki Haley He's is not 44. running. Why wouldn't he take that? Of course. Oh he no, he won't. No, he won't. They hate each other. They hate each other. You Nikki think, Haley's not running to be vice me, president. Do you do you think that Lyndon Johnson and John F. Kennedy didn't hate each other? You think hating someone is is disqualifies you to serving no. with them as vice president? No, I could see Tim it's Scott. It's practically a qualification. I could see Tim Scott doing, doing the VP thing, but I think they're all after something else because you can also run to get your name out because you have you want to run again in four years. You're just kind of you know testing the water. Vivek's young enough that the VP office doesn't okay. seem for me to be his goal. I could be wrong. But if I could go back just to the VP thing, only because like I've watched a little more history because you're so young. So young. So I wasn't young. even alive for the moon landing. So 
<laughs> the what? <laughs> what happened? I doubt it. Child. Um, but like usually, I'm telling you, the vice president and the president hate each other because they just ran against each other. Yeah. And the guy picks as the vice president very often the person who uh, is the, kind of the runner-up, who wants to bring in that coalition, and also the guy who like sort of fits the thing that he doesn't do. George Bush picked Dan Quayle, because like, I'm old and experienced, and, and this little boy, you know? Yeah. They used to have him on Saturday Night Live as a, like a child. Yeah. It I was get, funny. I get, I get what you're saying. You know, so I don't think, I think they all, you don't think Nikki Haley? No, I think she, I think she's going for like, is she's, She's running to secure wealth because she started her career. <laughs> to, to, to do what? Well, she was like millions of dollars into debt, right? And now she's got money pouring into her coffers. I think they have they all have incentives, and I'm not saying any of them are pure, right. but I think they're different incentives. I think Nikki is motivated by money, and I think that she, like Vivek said on stage, is actually looking for a deal with like Raytheon or something. This is how much they all wanted, though. I noticed they, many of them purposely, I'm sure they know better, mispronounced Vivek's name. They did. Just to get the idea, uh, this person, foreigner, <laughs> funny name, uh, Vivek, is it? Vivek, I'm like... Vivek, what is your... But when Nikki Haley did it, fellow Indian-American, I was like, oh, yeah. Nikki, I, not you, I too. Know. You don't know how to say his name? I know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. How did you think she did? Um... As good as she could, as good as you could do in that format. Yeah. Um, I thought she, look, it's going to be Trump and whoever he wants. Um, like Pence obviously isn't running to be vice president, right? Right. See, they that, all have different reasons right. that they're running. No, he might be deluded enough to think that Jesus will um, decide it should be him. And that's really what he thinks makes the difference in the world is what Jesus decides. I mean, I remember having a discussion with the, the old dorm room bullshit session with my sophomore roommate, and we talked about, I forget what the issue was, for like two hours, and finally he just said, well, because I think Jesus Christ will come down and blah, 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 and I was like, why did I waste two hours if that's what you really think about how this issue is gonna get resolved? Jesus Christ is gonna come down and do this in ABC. And I think that's Mike Pence. You think Mike, Mike Pence is running because he think Christ ordained him? I think he's running because he thinks it's in God's hands and he's a very good friend of God. And like, it doesn't look good right now, but Jesus can perform miracles because we know that because of <laughs> bread and loaves and, um, you know, stuff walking on water. I, I take it you're a devout atheist. Devout. Okay, gotcha. I think probably Pence is running because he doesn't know what to do next. You know, he like, ran a state, became the vice president. What do you, what's the next natural progression to think he can be president? And also because he kind of tried, he wants to separate his brand from Trump, which I think he feels like got murky and there's some genuine bad blood there. So I don't, I actually- Oh, there's definitely bad some blood. bad blood. Yeah, blood but there. I don't think any of them are running to be Trump's uh, VP because they all trashed him on the stage. But Vake is the only one that Trump would consider. Trashed him? Trump. They kissed his ass. Trump? Yeah. The only one that trashed him was Chris Christie. Chris Christie trashed him. DeSantis said nothing. To be fair, DeSantis yeah. like didn't say anything the whole night. They, they they all raised their hand when they said. If DeSantis he's a, did the. 
Well, okay, but they raised their hand, except for Christie, when they said, would you support him as the nominee? I mean, that's pretty amazing for a guy who's, you know, probably going to be convicted for what he should be convicted for, and I'm sure we agree on this, Candace. Definitely sure we agree um, on this. About, you know, trying to overthrow the government of the United States. Um, you're just not, like... You're not a weak enough person to really like. I don't buy this. This I think you. I think you dance this way because you think you have to placate. Okay, first of all, no I was, chance. No first chance. Of all, you, like, just you to think educate that you. We almost lost America on January sixth. Like I just don't buy that you that you're that soft. Yeah, I do. Um, and just to educate you a little on this, I was saying this for five years when everyone was laughing at me for saying this, that Trump would never concede the election and he would never go away. I was all alone on a raft. But I mean, you saw BLM riots, right? Yeah, the summer leading up to this, right? Where like you, I lived in DC at this time, where you couldn't go outside. Cars were flipped, things were burned, people yeah. were boarding up their oh, windows. Yeah. But you thought the end of democracy. You can say this meaningfully in your face happened when people above the age of like sixty-five stormed the cap. Like you thought that was the worst thing you've ever seen in, Amer in American politics. Well, I mean, what was the worst thing? That was a small part of a bigger picture. The worst, the worst thing was that finally we had a president after all this history that we've had, nobody ever did this, not Al Gore and not Nixon, who probably didn't actually lose their elections. They allowed this uh, peaceful transfer of power to happen. We finally had a guy who decided, of course, because he's insane, decided that no matter what happens, I won this election. There's only two things that could possibly happen. I win the election, or if I don't win the election, there must have been some cheating. It was looked at by his own people around him, including the Homeland Security Department, including the Director of National Intelligence, including every court, federal and state, including the, his own lawyers, his daughter, Bill Barr, everybody told him, you lost this election. They looked at this over and over again. Even the Republican vote counters, like the one he called who said, find me 11,000 more votes. Even those people told him. So plainly, he did not accept losing the election, and then he tried to put in a bun. This is why he's on but trial. I'm, I'm just it's not if, for if you lying. believe that, that that day, as the media presented, I'm talking about media hoaxes. I, guess, so this I, just, is... I give you my answer. It's not just that day, although that was part of okay. the scheme. I mean, it's not like coincidence that they showed up on the very day that they were certifying the vote at the very place they were doing it to stop that from happening. And did, That's you, not a did you have any questions about why the FBI hasn't been able to find, since we're, we started with media hoaxes, do you think it's strange that they haven't been able to find who dropped off the pipe bombs the night before? Because I think that's the strangest piece. What of pipe bombs? Oh, this is you, some no, red herring no, no, bullshit. Not, no, 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 not red herring. You, this is in the news. You can watch the CNN, MSNBC. You know, remember okay. the night before on January 5th, there were pipe bombs that were uh, uh, set outside of the RNC and the DNC headquarters, right? And this was a part of the whole thing. Like bombs were about to go off, but they were, they were able to you know, get the bombs out. This is why, you know, AOC said she had to fly for all this stuff. So I'm asking you, do you have more pressing questions about why they have not been able to find uh, the person that dropped off those I pipes? will have to look into that the way you'll have to look into the moon Fair. thing. Okay. Because I think I, that's a I, very big piece for a lot of people of I, just understanding like yeah, what I mean, actually there, happened now, on as, that day. As I said before, I don't trust the media on anything because they never give you the full story. Yeah. So I will allow that there could be this element to the story that is part of the story. I don't think it will probably change my mind that Donald Trump would not concede an election, kept saying it was a, a fake and, and that he had all these uh, uh, 
reasons to under, to believe that the that people had voted like 10,000 he said to the Raffsenberger on the call I, I Raffsenberger actually corrected him and said you know you you claimed that there was 10,000 dead people who voted in Georgia we looked and we looked and then we looked it was two that sums it all up there was actually two now he's not on trial for lying you're apparently about to allowed to lie to the american people about elections even though nobody ever really did that before but okay he's on trial for breaking specific laws forgery well, i mean forgery for stacy abrams he tested forged, her election election and said that it was well that's was, that's so let's just be let's be let, yes that but okay you're right yeah. i concede okay hillary clinton I'm, I'm, took a very long time i actually I don't think she's hillary still clinton, was there before the night was over in her purple suit, conceding no, the election. she didn't. She slept in. You're wrong. No, I'm not You're wrong. wrong. He, John Podesta came to the podium and said, it well... It was before dawn of the next okay. day. Okay, my point is that saying that there <laughs> you, was... You that lost there your were, point. No, but, I didn't lose my point. My point is that well, you're, you're saying that... Well, about Hillary, you were. Hillary conceded as soon as it was obvious that okay. she lost. The more the thing that I'm trying to get you to, to say, though, we know that you hate Trump. That has been abundantly obvious. Yes, I actually think that Trump out of office... For good reason. A, well, was a good thing for your show because it allowed you to... It's not to, about my show, Candace. No. That's insulting. No, 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 That's no. That's insulting I'm to, saying because people that weren't we just, watching your show that... You didn't let me finish. You can't okay, insult my sentence I didn't finish. No, but you keep but you keep. I was going to say that people that did that did not watch your show because there was so much dedication to talking about Trump during those years, then we're switched on to your show but because you moved on and you started talking about other topics that we, were crucial and I think brought in more of a conservative base. Can we That's just not have, insulting can to we say. just yeah it is. Can we just have this professional courtesy yeah. that I will I will I concede and I believe you believe everything you said. Yeah. Give me the same courtesy. I said I, I believe you hate I, Trump. And well, I said, you're saying I'm doing things for ratings or to bring in a different I audience. Bring up I never no, I do anything. I actually believe that literally amongst my audience okay. is more conservatives started watching you post Trump. Yes. Myself included. But that, that, that's a big. That's not, not bad. That's not that's big, not I'm sorry because, I said you got a bigger audience now. But, like, oh yeah, my but, gosh. You, no, are you going to cry you, yourself to see no, more people not, like No, no, no. You ascribed a reason to it that's not true. I do have a bigger conservative audience and a less woke audience, probably. More people who are common sense centrist, good. Fine. I didn't do it for that reason. I or, never said you did it for that reason. I said it, I did that. not imply that. Okay, fine. I didn't. I right, genuinely meant what bad. I said. Okay. Yeah. I, think, I just say I what I really think. When Trump think, got out of office, you started focusing on different topics other than Trump. I, people were able to see that. Well, like, he wasn't president anymore, of course. I'm not faulting you. I'm just making okay. a comment that your I think that your audience base has gotten a lot bigger since Trump left office. Some people might even take that as a compliment. Uh, diff different. <laughs> Crazy, but some yeah. people might take this as a compliment. Thank you. Well, for like, that part, yeah. Yeah, because you're but talking about like we just talked about, like you I'm know, trans sure, kids and I'm bringing up sure, geography right, and things. And I think right. that while Trump was in office, and this is not just your show, that it was. Even my show, I think it, it, it everything was about Trump. Everything was about Trump. I agree. Right, and it wasn't. The, it's never been that way for any other president. Never, and not everything was about His Obama. Other presidents no, and, weren't uh, not like that. Uh, we not, we have definitely. I think I I believe that there, and, and we can disagree on this. I think that from the second he announced that he was coming down, there was a media obsession with taking him down. Like I've never seen it. it. Actually, woke me up. I was on the liberal side, there, and it turned me into a conservative. It was vicious. It was there, nasty. It was there calling was, him but things that, that he but wasn't. There you was, know, but you didn't that's participate a, in that. But, but there was, that Trump was like a avowed racist that was trying to bring back the Klansmen okay. was a little bit like dramatic, you know. But, but that happens with every president and everybody who gets that high up in the tree. You know, when I, I don't know how far back it goes, probably to George Washington, when a person is the one who's going to be in power, the people who want to prevent that, who think oppositely of how he thinks or she thinks, 
Yes, that's what they do. Oh, they try to destroy. They didn't try to destroy Obama. Not in the way that they come on Trump. You had the Lisa oh, Bloom please. period where oh, you had Candace. 85 million women that came out of the woodwork with allegations. And where were you guys? He's been in the public sphere for the last 30 years. He's had shows. Where were you guys with your allegations before he announced running president? I mean, it was so obviously a ratchet job. And these things matter to you because it doesn't well, matter. Well, one of them's on it doesn't tape. Matter. It doesn't one matter. One of them's right from the horse's mouth one saying, them, I grabbed pussy. He didn't say, I grabbed pussy. He, he looked, did! He said, these. he was talking about groupies. He said they will literally Ru- let you do anything, including grab well, them by the He wasn't talking word. about groupies. Yeah, he was. He never said that word. He said when you're a star. Yes. That, that, that's that's quite a leap to say we're just talking about groupies. And by the way... He didn't say, I grabbed this woman by the P word. And I think that that's a part of what I say and we have there's he, so many media hoaxes. Just be honest. He said you can grab never, them by the pussy. He said you can grab them by the pussy. Yeah. And you can do anything. You can grab yeah, them by girls, the Yeah, these girls, when they see a star. That, that's literally, by the way, just to be clear, that's a fact. But just to be clear, you shouldn't do that, <laughs> But right? you shouldn't, yes. But I, but let's just be honest <laughs> yes. about what he said. This is locker room talk. Men right. talking about, you know, I hang out with a lot of athletes, about women that throw themselves on them simply because of who they are, and they'll let you do anything to them. But We do live just, in this, this, you know, just to put economy it, of women who will quite literally let men, especially now with the birth of OnlyFans and TikTok and the rise of becoming a star, that if you are a star, they will let you do whatever they want. And then the media pretended he said, I personally went in and grabbed a woman by the P word. It's, it's, it's locky room talk. Is it crass? Yes. Do women also speak crass when men aren't looking? Yes. I'm very much, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this is great speech. And I would love to hear if my husband was saying this about, you know, but I'm just trying to be rational well, and not be like me too crazy and acknowledge that both men and women have locker room talk. I have an important question. Where can I find these women? <laughs> I'm sure you've had your fair share, Phil, in Los Angeles, where everyone's trying to be a star or be in the industry or sleep with the star of okay. women that have thrown themselves on you. I live strictly for America uh-huh. and what I can and do. And Jesus Christ, right? Well, not Jesus Christ, but I live strictly to educate, to to edutain <laughs> America. That's where all my energy goes. I wish I had time. For some of these <laughs> so diversions, <laughs> you know exactly that what he was saying was true, and that was something that I also hated too. Because I'm like, I'm very against the Me Too movement. I'm very against all of this like rabid feminism. I don't like the idea of well, me, I actually think it does you, really you bad really, for relations between men and women to pretend like some things are not abundantly true. That we don't have right. a culture of groupies right. and hoes and right. thoughts and music videos. And <laughs> yes, we, we do. do, and it's Absolutely. fine. And not every woman is like this. <clears throat> and no, I wouldn't right. love to hear my husband say it, but I also would be like, right. there are girls that would let you do anything to them. Right, it's funny that we can admit about men that they're dogs, because most yeah. of them are. Um, but we can't admit that girls are sluts? But we can't. <laughs> that feels not fair. Well, fe- I feel fewer, uh, fewer women are sluts than males are dogs. Almost. And I just <clears throat> learned that you are not on OnlyFans, which is lovely. That I'm what? That you're clearly not on OnlyFans. No. <laughs> Where they're literally selling their bodies for a certain no. price. No, oh God, no. Yeah, Elliot. now there's AI OnlyFans. They're not even real people, and men are giving all their money to it, and it's it's getting pretty crazy. I mean, I know that <clears throat> we're always concentrating in this country on how we can help women, and we certainly should. But the truth is, the people who are lost, I mean, they're both lost. Everyone's lost. Yeah. But the people who are really lost and don't have their shit together are men. I mean, women are killing it in college. They're doing better, you know, in the workplace. They're Lower more, suicide rates. Yes, they're yeah, more to get. More college it's graduates. Been, and, and I think this is a per- perfectly emblematic of why men are just lost. I mean, if you can't even be a sleazebag right, 
You know, you can't even fucking, I mean, you're, you know, we've given up on like having a healthy relationship or even the kind of life I've lived where like I've had healthy relationships but never got married. Okay, <clears throat> I'm not a crazy person and I'm not an unfeeling person and everything is very real. We, we've given up on all that and now we're just like uh, to degrees of how you're going to like be a John and you pick, I don't even actually get laid that's sad on it is sad. so many levels men are struggling they really are struggling and i think it's it's I, where did this come from what's your theory i i think i think pornography is yes is really harming men and it's everywhere it's, and it's so I available and it's could, at your fingertips could not agree more and when they're introduced too young it completely establishes their brain pathways in a way that ruins them for life. You know what I mean? It's you. It's it's not. You shouldn't be introduced to that sort of. And I don't even want to call it pornography because it's something else now. I didn't like see porn on my computer until really maybe five years ago because I was kind of afraid. I heard about cookies and like actually knowing what I'm looking right. at. Right. And then of course the me. first time I saw Pornhub, I was hooked. And then, but like magazines was like always the way it was and i saw them there was a big controversy in the 70s when hugh hefner had to decide whether he wanted to show pubic hair they had no pubic hair you did not see and this is when they had pubic hair yeah exactly (laughs) you know he had to decide between that and the american car company's accounts which was big because advertising was a big part of where you made your money in magazines and ford and general motors were not going to advertise in a place that showed pubic hair right and then i'm sure they did probably in the ad probably okay so then i remember penthouse comes along i mean it was basically stills from porn movies what what decade this is probably around 2000, I think, okay. or maybe the 90s, you uh-huh. could see that. I mean, yeah, I think in the 90s, absolutely. There were lots of magazines, uh, Gent and, and Cherie and We, <laughs> not that I knew all of them, Shaved Asian. Okay, I knew all of them. But like, I remember you passing the magazine stands in New York when I lived in the, and there was 90s, and there was like, like dozens of these kind of magazines for very specific kinks. So it, it was moving toward that direction, And then we come to where every kid has a little computer in their hands. And there's no more plots. I mean, there's no more. I mean, I remember the old porn movie where it's like, it was like a Broadway play, except instead of breaking into song, they'd break into fuck every 15 minutes. But you'd have to (laughs) kind of wade through the pizza delivery guy. And, you know, okay, then finally they get to it. Now it's just right to it. And it is, you're so right. I'm telling you, as someone who's seen the whole arc of it, it's rapey in a way it never was. It's ugly. It's just ugly. It's it doesn't turn me on. Yeah, it's deviant. It's and this is people are, are, are choking about and, how it's impacting people and their productive relationships and how they how they think you know sex is supposed to be had or attained. So we've come a very long way, and and now we're talking about the introduction of pornography as a topic in the school system, which is now a thing, right? Like normalizing pornography. I learned actively in school that you should watch porn. It's super healthy. Well, now this is maybe right before porn became as deranged as it is today. And you're thinking that they're now learning that it's healthy to watch porn. And then when they're exposed to porn, they're watching something that just cannot be good for their their neuropathways. Like they get, it cannot be good for their brains to think that this is a normal sexual relationship. And for men, obviously women are different biologically. We don't have the same instincts that men right. have when it comes to sex and i think are we allowed to say that are people, men and women are different biologically um no we, no i did not mean that we are the same um, we are exactly the same but it's rendering no. them weak we're yeah. so different yeah it's rendering men very weak it's, self-control 
impulse, everything. And then it's incredible when I talk about porn on my podcast, how many men respond and say, like, you know, I've been struggling with this addiction for years. Yes. I want help. Men don't talk about this anymore. We're all right. struggling with this. It's porn is everywhere. I open my Instagram. Well, I've been struggling with that addiction and I don't want help <laughs> because it's fantastic. Well, you can What's, lead the charge. Well, I, you know, it, it's, it's not unhealthy to like have a fantasy life with your porn girlfriends or your people in the magazines all those years. I mean, it's it releases tension. You, you don't always have a girlfriend. Yeah, I would I would push back on that. I think that it, porn is really unhealthy for men, and I think any that, any porn. I, I think I think, and I have noticed this by the way in speaking to like Dennis Prager because he grew up with the magazines that the the understanding he for looks what like it a is now. Pervert. Well, it's it's just very different. You know what I find to be the sickest perversion of all, and married people admit to it. They admit that it's so boring to have sex that they freely think of other people when they're having sex. Yeah. I find that to be the worst perversion of all. You're basically masturbating inside another human being who you supposedly love more than anybody else while you're thinking about the the uh, checkout girl at <laughs> Kroger. Episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> What? Or like an episode of Black Mirror was talking about this, like in the potential for tech to meet that moment where people could be wearing goggles and also having right, and, and that could happen. That could but essentially, you are wearing goggles, but it's inside your head. Yeah, I mean, I just don't get that thing of like, yeah, that's cool. You know, we we have sex, and you know, <laughs> I'm just thinking about anybody, anybody but her or him. Why didn't you get married? That's very actually quite unusual. That's why. I mean, that's the main reason. I cannot accept a life without hot sex. Glad Did you ever get close? Yes. Yeah. How many times? Twice. Twice. Yeah. And then cold feet on your part? Uh, no, three times. Three times. Um, yes, I would say. You got close? Yeah, I got close. I mean, I was engaged when I was 29. Okay. You know, but... Um, I kind of knew even as we were engaged and buying the ring and all that stuff, I just, there was a voice in my back of my head always saying, really, you're just going to fuck this one person forever. So it was about the sex. It, yeah, I told you. Yeah. I so, mean, I, I really, a, so I really, so I think well, that that does show that pornography and sex is something mm, that is not a good thing. You may be right. Yeah. You it, may it, be it right. It prevented you from unlocking this thing. And you're right. That Black you, focus, you, you could be right. The whole other side of your life that's so beautiful, wonderful that you never get to. And so I think, and then now you times that by just yeah. porn everywhere. Porn when you are just literally walking down the street and you see an ad and you're like, oh, right. I don't know why she has to be naked to sell me this purse, but apparently but, she has to be naked. I mean, it's also the case that, you know, not take the sex out of the equation. I mean, is anyone really that interesting that you're the, the only person you want to spend this much time with? I mean, you know, Annie Mame said the... Many the, people. Um, and I, I said that outside of marriage, too. I mean, I, I wish every day, actually today is my grandpa's death anniversary, that he's one person I could speak to every day. I, I, would, I would get rid of six friends to, have my, to, to only be able to speak to my grandfather as my friend. Yeah, there are people that are that interesting. Did he raise you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And to be able to have those conversations with him, like there are people that are just that Where, interesting. Why didn't your parents raise you? Um, well, we lived in my grandparents' house, but my grandfather oh. was the patriarch of the home without question. Wow. So he, uh, you know, was set the breakfast and made us breakfast and read the Bible to us and really instilled the values, even though I did go a very liberal route to conservatism. You know, I, I thought I was a liberal. Um, I, I kind of went back to What were his politics? He didn't have any. He didn't, he, didn't, uh, he was a conservative. But he, he was. was not politically inclined. 
conservative in terms of met my grandma when he was 17. But like, what did you think of John F. Kennedy? He was probably a young know. man. See, when... I wish he was still alive. Cause I, could t- uh, I wish I was alive so I could talk about the moon. Uh, yeah. now, now that we're talking about it. Um, yeah, but there are so many people, and especially now as people lack so much depth and so much character and... You know, it's even fine for me. It's difficult to even find interesting friends. So I get what you're talking about. Do I want to talk to this person forever? No, but my grandfather, people that lived. What would your grandfather have said about the people who say like um, racism has never been worse? Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was kind of the first politically inclined person in my show in, in my family, and it was interesting to kind of see how everyone reacted to it. And my grandfather, I cared very deeply about what my grandfather thought about me. Very deeply. I care very deeply about what my grandfather thinks about me. And um, he called me up one day and I happened to have been invited to speak about the rise of white supremacy in front of Congress. I don't know if you've ever seen that clip of me. Mm-hmm. My granddad I think I did, me. yes. My granddad was sitting behind me. And when I did my opening statement, I said that part of the reason that I am so compelled to dispel this narrative is because my grandfather grew up with real racism. My grandfather had the real Klansmen shooting mean. inside of his yeah. home in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah. He was a boy. And how insulting for me to harness what he lived through. Right. I haven't lived through a day of that in my life right? because I want clicks and That's... views and for people to feel bad for me. That should make people sick when they do that, when they pretend. And that's all I'm ever asking. And my to- granddad, what's so crazy about it, I read about this in my book and why I'm the way I am, I am today is that when my grandfather would go into these stories about the Klansmen who hated his dad, and I think it was because his dad was, you know, um, you know, the kind of person that might whistle at a white girl, you know what I mean? But anyways, when they, they hated his father, he... Um, He'd go back in the story and he'd say, we'd run in the back of the house, me and the kids. My grandpa was one of 12 and we'd run under the bed. One of 12. One of 12, yeah. And then and you're carrying granddad, on the tradition. Though. Exactly. My granddad would say, <laughs> and then my, my daddy would grab the shotgun and speak back at them and shoot back at them boys. Like so powerful. Wow. Not this like, yes. you know, oh my God, I looked at these colleges not accept. It's like, we're just, black people have gotten weak and it saddens me because we were funny you know, like uh, the concept for me of comedians, black people being able to turn pain into humor, right. funnier than everybody else, like, always from this position of strength. And I had so much pride in that growing up. I had pride in my grandfather, pride in black America. And to see it all suddenly dissipate for me with the rise of the BLM narrative, you know, this idea that like, no matter what, no, whatever Bill Maher's thinking, he just sees me as like, that's a horrible, it's hard. toxic. No, no. I, I want to be able to make fun of you for your race. And, I want and, you to make fun of me. I want I, us to be able to talk stereotypes because they're real and they're and, funny. And, and I've seen you like take people apart, like about black dorms. Yeah. Black only dorms. I saw you with the guy, I forget who it was. But I mean, you when you chop someone up, you do it like nobody's business. And again, when I'm agreeing with you, it's just such a pleasure to watch that. And th- that's all I'm ever asking with when I, and I've been, you know, you're a, well, there are lots of idiot, like commentators, like Bill Maher's a, ra- I'm not a racist. Right. I just want the truth. Yeah. Just don't lie to me. But don't you miss being able to make fun of each other in like a feel good way? Go watch the old stand up comedians. They would walk in, they'd be on stage, 
And they would just literally, you could not survive. You were Chinese, you're getting right. a joke. You're black, of you're getting course. a joke about your, and everyone right. is being offended and everyone's right. laughing. And when they walk out, right. they're closer. 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 Because you need to have, you need more. to have right. it taken out. You you're do. Like, you're not now when, you, when you're walking on eggshells. Yeah. See, I can't make a joke because if, if it's taken the wrong way. You've got to issue an apology. If it's right. taken, it's like, and that way we don't get closer. Yeah. We never get closer. We never right. get closer. And I'm, it's, I still keep terrible. that in my friendships. I make fun of my friends so for, I'm like, oh, well, it's because you're black or that because you're Spanish. Oh, you're Jewish. And that, and that is why we are so close because we are able to, that is actually also, how people And it's not to say together. that racism still doesn't, never doesn't go exist. Away. There's always going to be stupid people. Like, like there will all be criminals. Yes, exactly. It's, the people are dumb. We get that. Right. You know? we, exactly. You're going to find these people. It's, is it in a country that's now 39% non-white mm-hmm. and where most of the white people are not bigots anymore, they may not be as enlightened as you and your fucking Have you ever had a real room. racist? Like, no. That's what makes you laugh about. No, I'm, I'm serious. Because, you know, have. everyone gets accused of racism. But have you ever met, like, a real... Like, the, well, the what, what always gets missed here is if you ever met a real racist, you wouldn't take a racist seriously because they're so I think, stupid. Like, right. it's, I mean, it's like you can't... I mean, it's like... Brain never when, developed. Like, uh, for example, the the docu series I'm doing right now. Right. right? Tell me about um, convicting a murderer, which is a ten part docu series we're working on right now. We've got the prison calls of this person that the media turned into a hero, Stephen Avery. Netflix did this whole bit, make you think he was innocent. And um, we went back and got the prison calls between Stephen Avery and his family. You, they should be listened to, right? They're dropping the N word over and over. These people can barely put together a sentence, right? The idea that I would be offended by this prison call would actually lower, it would lower my standards. You get what I'm saying? For me to be offended by this, this person who literally, they don't comprehend things. They're so stupid. They've, you know, lived in, in this trailer park forever. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> yes. I'm like, am I supposed to be offended or shocked that this person is right. dropping the N-word right. over it? There's no black right. person that's going to watch this series and be like, well, there it is. The ra-. Like, nobody's fearful of this racism. And right. by the way, he ended up killing a, 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 white, a white girl, you know? Because he, this is... That's well, why I think people also miss it, that I, you're actually giving too much power. And that's why I love that my grandfather I mean, did. You give too much power to right. it. And this is, see, to me, and we don't have to get into a big screaming match about it, but to me, there is a, Donald, if you ask me if Donald Trump's a racist, I would say, like just with any crime, there are gradations of it. Is he the worst kind? Absolutely not. It's a very kind of passive of his generation. Let me give you a, a little story about like when I was, working at the Bergen Community College, my summer job. I was going to Ivy League school and stupidly making like $20 a day working basically as a janitor, an outdoor janitor at the local community college. So I had this boss, you know, he was like, this was like a summer program. They hired a few college kids to give them a little money. So he was always smoking a non-filter cigarette. And one time we were on the truck going somewhere to clean some shit up. And he saw a bunch of little black kids. And he says, yeah, they're cute now, but they grow up to be, the word I can't say. Right. To me, that, and I remember thinking, I was 19 years old, wow, you asshole racist. Mm. To me, that is a racist. It's a racist, it's a totally okay. racist thing. So that guy does exist in the world. Yeah. Now, that was 1974. Right. He exists less. 100%. Because he died. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of That's them. That's the point. Not yeah. all of them. Yeah, when you hear Stephen Avery's parents, they're dead now. Right. Right, but it's like, yeah, I would suspect that where they grew and up. So, I mean, we have polling on this. Like, 
the amount of white people in 1974 who thought that they would like to live in a diverse community was like 90 points different than it is now. Yeah. Like most Americans want to live in a diverse community. That's that's a huge sea change. Mm. These are these are facts. Yeah. I actually have a question for you because I'm kind of miffed by this and I cover it a lot on my show. The self-hating white person is like, as observing this as a black person, right? This is something that black people could never get behind, right? You're not going to get black people to like just lash themselves in public, right. and you know what <laughs> I mean? Like we're going to be like, not. we look at this and we're a little they bit like, you guys are a little weird. Like, like at least, at least we're like saying we're amazing and so you guys much, are awful. Like yes. you guys are. And if I can, I'll pop my collar self, and I'll yes, shine. The self-flagellation. I've done two. It makes me uncomfortable. I've done two editorials on this because okay. it's such great it fodder for comedy. <laughs> I, I did one. I wish sorry I, for being white. I, like I would, you could never see a black person say, like, "I'm sorry for being black." I, I just don't think that's a I, thing. I, I did one. I wish I could remember the exact words because I wrote it. It was this part. It was so funny about if it's that bad, let's have a honky tax. Let's tax Caucasianness, <laughs> right? If it's that toxic. We have to put a tax on it. Yeah. And it was like, wrote a whole thing about how it will be indexed to the blah, blah, blah. It's weird. And it's, it's a lot it's, here in LA. It is weird. It's just weird. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, I don't want to watch people it is uncomfortable. hurt themselves. And also, it puts, a position, it puts an imposition on black people. They're asking black people to forgive them or to signal that I know you're an ally. Yeah, I, I know that. you're one of the good. I'm like, oh my God, please, I hate it. Every, please don't talk to me. Yeah, I'm like, every so time they gross. do it, it makes me, makes Ugh. my skin crawl. It's cringe. Because I know you don't mean this. Of course not. And I don't know why. And it makes me feel like you're like Candace, watching. <laughs> Black Panther was very meaningful to me. <laughs> and I wanted no. you to know Can I that I see your experience and I hate <laughs> myself, you know, for being born this way. And I right. see this stuff and I'm like, how do you, how did you get so brainwashed to say to apologize for something that was completely out of your control. I thought black, I could never apologize. I had the same feelings about Black Panther as I do about every superhero movie. What do you think? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's just not my kind yeah, of movie. Uh-huh. But I mean, I feel the same about You're not a lot, yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. Right? you know. But no, uh, but yeah, that that uh, cringy like I have to get you to forgive me. For my toxicness that, yeah. like, I, I, I didn't do it. I, like the white privilege <laughs> posts made me super uncomfortable. It just, know, I'm like, I don't understand how, how media has conditioned you to hate yourself because I could never be conditioned to hate myself. Like, I, I just could never what? imagine white, apologizing for being black. Why should you? <laughs> or white. Bonkers. Or white. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you know what white liberals don't understand about black folks? They don't understand that I, it's funny we were going to call my show keeping it real but you know of course that would have not aged well but at the time and i remember the network was like too black too black <laughs> too black, too black too that black. Time. but like what they don't understand is that that's what in my experience i'll just see this in my experience what black folks love is not i'm your ally they love keep, keeping it real yeah well, keeping yeah, it real my dad loves you Absolutely loves you. Yeah, I love that. like my entire like my aunt, all of them. They absolutely love you, and that and they always say that. It's like he's just like real, you know. Like he just says it, and that it's like don't. Why are you patronizing us? Why are you patting us on the head like we're right. puppies that need rescue? Right. It's very, it's, makes me it's uncomfortable. Demeaning. You look pathetic. Right. You know. I don't want to see someone grovel in front. I've, again, going back to your reference of like the five-year-old kid and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. Yes. It's just everything makes me all right. everything about this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so please stop doing it. Right. <laughs> Like, we all know this is meaningless, so let's stop pretending this is, like, real feelings that you have and not, like... You know, I ask all my black friends, 
and black girlfriends that I've had. And, you know, and very often, like, then the ex-girlfriends, but we're still close, you know? I mean, I, I make friends first. Yeah. It has to be based on, okay, so I ask them these questions. I'm like, I, you're, I get it that when people say, how could you know you're white? Well, I'm also sentient, okay? So maybe <laughs> I can't know as good as you, but I, I can see shit. I can see the commercials are different. Yeah, I, know. I mean, the, <laughs> that, they try so hard you know. now. And also, when I'm on the road, it's always, I'm like, I'm consciously aware, like, when I'm in the diner in Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm like, I'm looking, I want to see the, can I, because I see black folks, white folks, that's the South. Some are working there. They're working with each other. Some are customers. I just don't see anyone scowling. No. Or like, I just don't, like, this is my eyes. Maybe I'm missing it. Maybe they're all fantastic Academy Award winning actors who are pretending that they're just living their best lives. But it looks like everyone is getting along great. Pretty okay. Pretty okay. And that's exactly what I'm saying. And no one is like looking at black folks like, what are you doing here? Like, or they open the door I, and everyone just gets quiet or, or and freezes. I, <laughs> you know, that's, so that's how they, that's how the or last that, five years yes. they've been trying to convince us that that's that, the America we live in. I'm like, that's just not the America we live in. I'm sorry. Unless they're playing a prank on me uh, where maybe. everyone is so on the page. Driving me crazy. And it's, and it's so it's hard. It's toxic. It's just, I, it's a toxic media narrative. It's to so see hard. race and circumstances that sometimes it's just something shitty happened. There's no one got called an N-word. It's like there happened to be a black person and a white person in a situation and they racialize it. Like, this happened because and of... And I'm like, dude, have you never been the, cut off by a person of a different color? The, the chair dude. Chair dude. The, the, there was a thing on the dock. Oh, yeah. There was not one racial element of it. Well, we don't know. We don't okay, know. It, but was, the, it was... Okay, here's what happened if people don't know. A guy was... Somebody was docking and there was a guy on the dock and for some reason they had a disagreement about whose life was going to be worse affected by the boat docking. Yeah. So the guy, like, jumps off the boat I guess white guy. White. The white guy hits the black guy. Hits the black guy. Which is, could just be a normal bar fight. But like, you think no two white guys ever had a fight on a dock? Yeah, I know. That's I what mean, I'm saying. It's like what what component of and it could to it you? could be it could be I'm gonna punch that black guy who's stopping me. Right. From dock. That could be, and it just could be. It also could not be. It also no could not be. No evidence for it. Now, once you know? the fight started, of course, all the black people came running and yeah. swimming from everywhere. That was amazing. The swimming guy was amazing. He does deserve some sort of an award. To jump in the fight. Yeah. He's like, who said black people can't yes. swim? Jumps in the water, gets over there, gets on there, and it turns into this. And, and, and of course, the Amateur Station, everybody is, is, like, I'm looking online, they're making this black versus white. I'm like, have you ever been to a bar and just seen people fight, to whether it's two white guys, two black guys? And for some reason now, it's like black people and white people cannot have any sort of of uh, bad falling out of anything about it being like, it's because of race. And it's like, no, right. it's because we're humans. And humans have controversy and humans fight and you don't right. need to pull a race narrative out of this. You could just be like, these were two idiots. No, two right. You know exactly. what I mean? This drunk idiot no, hit all, this guy. Right. It's, this guy swam in the water. These are just human beings. Right. Everybody is yes. a human being. And no, one, like no once it was a black guy and a white guy fighting, it did become racial. But yeah. that just more shows how where we've gone in yeah, this Yeah, I know. That it had to be. Now, maybe that always would have happened. I can I can see that. We're Look, yeah. we have a long way to go. Mm. But I've We t- didn't have this long way to go. Now it seems like we do have a long way to go. But, but something's cracking. So I think just even us having the conversation and talking about how we miss when people used to just be able to make fun of each other. It's the best stand-ups of all time. Like, And I obviously, I'm talking about 90s stand-up. But like, I mean... You know, Chris Rock. Prior. Yeah, bigger yeah. and blacker. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many that oh, I just loved growing up, and they to, just went there, speaking, you know? Speaking of fights and jokes that you can't do anymore, the Waynes Brothers. 
And Without, they were so offensive. So funny. Yeah. Like, um, don't be, don't called be White a Chicks. menace. How funny is that movie? I haven't seen that one. Oh, you have. Don't be You're a in for such a treat. No, I have never seen it. Okay, so like they put out a book called, <laughs> again, a book you, I certainly, I couldn't even think about doing, but they, I don't know if you even could do it today as a black person, 150 ways to know your ghetto. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right away, this is like some, You could never do it now. You could never yeah, do and it And that's now. hilarious. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And one of them was, <laughs> you join fights that don't involve you. <laughs> <laughs> that's objectively hilarious and true. You just and see course, a fight going on. Every, just, one, <laughs> every one of these things where you know you're ghetto yeah. also applies to rednecks. Yeah. Oh, I have this theory that rednecks and people in the hood are the same people. Now that I live they in, are in the, the same they're the same people. people. There's like yeah. a beautiful marriage just waiting to happen. I'm like, guys, what's so funny is the, the media has made you think that you're so different. Oh. You're exactly, exactly the same. Exactly Except same. rednecks might be a little more ghetto, I've learned, actually. A little bit. A little bit more ghetto. But I'm telling you, that's a but whole like, thing that I've realized now living this off. I'm like... Like a, a musician once told me this, that uh, it was either a rapper or... I think, yeah, I think it was a rapper who said... You know, the country stars, like a lot of their whole world is so like exactly like ours. Like, you know, your cousin is your tour manager. <laughs> yeah, no, it <laughs> is. You know, it you know is. shit like that. Yeah. And I think it's true. It's 100% We're, true. And I say it all the time now that I live in Tennessee. I'm like, rednecks and people in the hood are the exact same people. And the media has them tripped oh, up thinking that they're so, polar opposites and they're exactly the same. Listen to this one. So, you know who Rudy Jobert, Rudy Jobert is? No. He's a basketball player, a very good one. He played. You may have seen him on the news when <laughs> he did something very unfortunate. Did he was one of punch Britney Spears? No, okay. no, no. He, when uh, COVID first hit, like he had it, I think, and he was mocking it. We weren't like that afraid of it yet, and he pretended to put it on all the mics of the people who were interviewing him. Oh my gosh! I mean, right? I mean, you could lose everything for that. Right. They, he's a sweet guy, anyway. I guess he's French, black. So he played in Utah for years for the Jazz. He got just got traded, and there was a New York Times article, and uh, it, the headline was something like, you know, interview. It's a Ru- interview. Rudy Jobert on, you know, the playoffs and you know the NBA and and racism in Utah. And I thought, okay, here it comes, because uh, Utah very white, of course. And they get to the question, Rudy, what about the racism in Utah? And Rudy goes. Oh, no, everybody was awesome there. Everyone was always great to me and my family. And you could almost feel the New York Times reporter being disappointed. Yeah. What? You didn't find racism? That's terrible. I mean, great. Wonderful. Are you sure? I mean, great. That's Are you great. sure? You know? Yeah. That's the kind of shit that makes me see red. Because it's just, phone. just don't be a phony. As long as you're honest with me. I'm always with you. I and totally the second agree. you try to bullshit me or you have this narrative before you even start, oh, the Vanity Fair article on you. Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations for getting into Vanity Fair. That's yeah. not an easy thing to do. Thank you. You know, that's, uh, I remember they did me in 1997. Did they? Were they nice to you? They were never nice to me. The pre- I mean, they were, they were not, I don't think they were terrible. No, I think Vanity Fair was fine. And uh, Graydon Carter is a friend and I think, I think it was fine. I don't remember. But in general, the print media have always been assholes. Mm -hmm. I have a theory, but I'm not going to share it. Um, But the Vanity Fair piece, I thought, was everything that makes me hate that kind of lefty. First of all, they, it was so condescending the way they, it was kind of like what we were talking about before. They kind of was, were like presenting you as someone who must 
be faking it just for publicity. Yeah. Because yeah. who could ever believe? Well, people think differently than you. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. Maybe they just think differently, you know? But th- that, they, that like, it just, they'd expose themselves. It like never entered their mind. Maybe she could be right about some things. Right. You know, I mean. Like maybe she authentically actually believes. And she actually, actually give her asked that much credit. Yeah, and I just thought to myself, if I me- was going to fake it, the easier thing would have been to be faking a BLM crazy liberal. I would have crushed it. I would have had, do you know how much money? Right. I would have made if I leaned into a liberal no. leftist. They would have had me on every media. Well, sur- oh, I would have course. been on the cover. I would have been Time's oh. most influential. Yes. Per- I oh, would you, could be, you could be hosting the uh, nightly news. So how much money and, would I be making right now if I had just gone left? That's why I was so challenged. Well, I'm like, just, if I really was about right, the no, money, I, I'm, I'm this is the you. route I would have gone. Saying, it is not easy <laughs> being a black conservative. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible because they're constantly telling you that it can't be real. I, I, okay, so even my marriage is a sham. You know, I even right. married someone who's conservative. And also, and- like, when they do polling, um, the majority of black people are not liberal. No. They're moderate and more conservative than whites. On certain issues, especially, like LGBTQ stuff, yes. black people are far oh, right. That, well, far right, yes. They have been for a very long yes. time. Yes, yes. Um, so, you, like, the trans stuff is not selling in the black oh, community no, no, and things no. of that nature. Black men are definitely leaning much more conservative um, these days, which makes sense because of the way they were going back to me saying, like, I was raised conservatively, actually, and then kind of something happens in public school where you kind of learn that you kind of have to be a liberal. And then I was liberal. I, I would describe myself as liberal. I wasn't voting Democrat or anything, but I was very liberal huh. in college. <laughs> very, like, everything, feminism, we need feminism. what years are we talking about? I graduated high school in 2007, so 2007 to 2011. So the beginning of Obama, you were liberal. I cried when Obama won. Well, who, but uh, so should a conservative. So should a conservative. Who didn't, yeah, exactly. So it's, so it's interesting. A, and so yeah. then people use that against me. And we're like, well, that shows that you're doing, and when they say they're doing this for the money, I'm like, you're an effing idiot. If I was doing this for the money, I would be, I would be the best BLM so, activist there ever was. Let me ask you this about Obama. So I read, Andrew Sullivan wrote a piece recently where he said, uh, who I love, by the way. Do you read Andrew Sullivan? No. He said, really? I don't read Andrew Sullivan. Why? He's so great. Do you want me to? Yeah. I'll start. He, you'd love him. Yeah. You'd love it. Okay. You would love it. And he's a, such a brilliant writer. It's such a pleasure to read his prose. Anyway, he was like, I, th- I think it was called, Where Is That Obama? And he was talking about how, like, Tim Scott, running as a Republican in 2023, sounds more like Obama when he was running mm. than Obama sounds like Obama today. It's incredible to look back at the things that he said when they tried to race bait him. He ran a, a, an incredible campaign that was I based on unity. Exactly. And then he just went the other and way and without, was telling us America was racist. Without and, disowning his black side right. at all. Yeah. But also, like, just being commonsensical and realistic and not pandering to the side that says race is everything. And then he changed. Race is our original sin and it will always be an important issue in America and it will always need uh, redressing. But it's not like, first of all, we haven't attempted a lot of redressing. You know, I mean... We're fracturing people now. Now we just need to stop talking about it. I agree with Morgan Freeman and, this, you know, he's like, do you want do you want to get over racism? Stop talking about it. Stop constantly right. making everything about race. No, and I, there are a lot of conservative black voices. There really are. Denzel Washington is definitely is, conservative. Yes, yeah. and John McWhorter. I wouldn't even call it conservative always. I mean, you are, but I don't think John McWhorter is. But the things you say about race are the same things he says about race. Yeah. And 
I would count him like me, an old school liberal. We're like the same age. That's our That's why my, my dad jam. loves you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think it's the old school liberals. We can sit down with conservatives. There's, you know, we can parse. We can talk about all but different topics. And in, in the New it's York, nice. In the New York Times, they let John McWhorter write. He is now a New York Times columnist. But it never really gets to that stuff. You know, it's a lot about language. And I love John. I'll read him, I'll read him doing, writing about anything. But it's a lot about stuff that kind of skirts what I know is in his book, The Religion of Anti-Racism, mm. calling it a religion. Wow. You know, and going after mm-hmm. all this stuff, the same stuff you go after. Just the stuff that doesn't make sense. Not denying racism still exists, but... And uh, it's always it's, it's, it's always going to exist. In the New York Times, you just are not allowed to. I mean, that's why Barry Weiss left. Yeah, and she did the right thing. She did, and it's really went, brave. Yeah, it's so great, and I love what she's doing now. It's great. She's killing it, and and there is a thirst, as she thought there was, for people who want to see stuff that is not catering to either side. Yeah, I, and that's what I was saying to you. I think even for me, there's just been this general fatigue that has set in, and I'm focused much more on cultural issues because of the baby. Well, I think part of it, yeah. I think becoming a mom <laughs> definitely has definitely made me hone in on certain topics a lot more. And I don't care who's saying the thing that I think is right. Like I, on my show, I share, R, you know, RFK Jr. He says stuff that I think yeah, is really he brilliant. He's right there. Yeah. And I would love to have him on my show. And people are so offended. But he people won't do your show? So tribal. I tried to get him. I don't, the reason why he wouldn't do it was because there was some like YouTube stuff going on at the time. I think he would come on my show. I will. We talk a lot about I will about put vaccines. in a good word. Yeah. We talk he a lot about vaccines. Talk. And he's the reason why I chose not to vaccinate my children. Um, which is funny because he's he's super left, and obviously I would never vote for RFK Jr. But I want to plot for him because it doesn't it shouldn't really be so tribal about just because you wouldn't vote for someone based on this policy or what they believe in that you won't listen to them about things that are really rational that could actually bring you bring us all a little closer. And I think what he has done in terms of the sacrifices he has made in, in his life um, to make parents more aware of the encroaching medical system, he completely woke my eyes up I, to it, and he is yes. fascinating. No, I when he sat here, that is the theme that I was trying to <laughs> encourage him to use in his campaign, that his ideas <clears throat> about COVID and vaccines, not, not that I agree with everything, I don't think they put chips in the vaccines. I don't think that either. Does he he I, doesn't think that either. I think he did say that at the okay, beginning. Okay, I didn't hear that. I want yeah, to be clear. Got I, don't some, believe that. Some, I don't believe look, in chips. We, I think we've established tonight we've all got our own We've all got our we all, things. We all got we our got own our things. things. He right. responded to my tweet and said that. <laughs> he would have said chips in the vaccines, and I would have been like, that's an interesting one. <laughs> chips on the moon. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. What were we talking about? Yeah, but how you had him on the show and you felt that you, oh, you yeah. wanted to hear. So, um, I I wanted his to to for him to make a theme of his campaign connecting his past work mm. as someone who was always exposing corporate America and health problems that everyone was applauding. Because it's environmental stuff. It's the river. We want to save the. Yes, I agree. We should applaud that. The thing with vaccines and stuff is a continuation of that, not a departure. It's not like, oh, he went nuts. Mm-hmm. No, this guy was always concerned about what keeps us healthy, mm-hmm. what robs us of our health, and a lot of it is environmental. He's not wrong. He's very right. About that connection. I don't go with him everywhere he goes. I feel like he needs to vet certain things a little more thoroughly. But you know what? Generally, if I had to choose his page <clears throat> or the <clears throat> conventional 
uh, FDC, you know, Western medicine page, I'd go with him. I go with him entirely. He, yeah. he he shaped a lot of my opinions on that. And I, I think it's sad that when I talk about that, like if I, if I talked about my platform, people have so pigeonholed me as a Trump supporter that, I mean, it's crazy. I, when I had Vivek on, I got attacked by a group of conservatives. When I have, when I say that I'd love to speak to RFK, you know, he was a, a big part of my birthing of me being aware of what I was putting into my children's body. People have become so tribal that depending on who says it, like if someone says, watch out, you're going to get hit by a bus, they'll be like... I'm not listening to that because RFK Jr. said it. And I don't want to be that <laughs> right. person. I want to watch <laughs> right. out and not get hit by the bus. Right. So I, I'm hoping uh. that there has that people are starting to understand that. And that's why I said I've gotten less into politics and more into culture. Because the more you get into politics, you realize that people are tribal to a point separate of stupidity. Them. To a point of stupidity. But you can't separate politics is culture and vice versa. I've been doing it. People are like, why aren't you, you know, saying that you're supporting this? I'm like, because you know what? I'm telling you what, what I find interesting oh, I about specific. each candidate. Yeah, I don't do that. You know, he, Vivek is interesting because of this. You should listen to him. Right. Here is like, you know, I had a Trump supporter debate Vivek and Vivek performed really well, you know, because he looks like a person that would perform really well in an yeah, academic debate, you no, know, yeah. <laughs> and, and bringing that sort of a conversation yeah. to people in general, I think yes. is good. And I, yeah. I, I think RFK is super interesting. And I, I mean, I get called names all the time. I piss off people, you know, like I disagree right. with a lot of people on certain issues. I think sometimes the right gets too conspiratorial, which is ironic given how we started this. But I, I did a whole, my whole segment last week on talking about, you know, when all you see is George Soros and the World Economic Forum on every, every person that's new, right. Right. you know, you, you may have had your brain rotted you know what i mean like not every single person can be controlled by george soros right and there are the six degrees of separation i can probably attach each and every one of you to george soros right Uh, because they were angry that vivek took a college scholarship and i'm like i applied for i probably applied for george soros scholarships because i was poor and i had no money and i applied for literally every scholarship that my guidance project counselor brought to me if you see a conspiracy in people taking money out for college when it cost hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to go to school like you know what i mean your brain has just been rotted and you're probably not good to be in the political realm um and so i kind of did that episode talking about you know because i literally they had a photo of me where i was sitting like this and they said i was in the illuminati this is like what are you do- you ever seen Talladega Nights? I don't know. Well, I don't know where I put my hands sometimes. I don't know where our hands have been throughout this. They'll find us still. That, you should take that as a compliment. I'm like, listen, you guys are all pissing me off enough that the Illuminati calls I'm going. You know? I'm sure I've kept you longer than I should have, but you got me going. <laughs> that was fun. That was actually I love fun. to laugh. Me too. And that's why it's, it's sad that people are trying to think, thought, like throats. Even after all these years of making a living doing it, I was just thinking for the first time the other day, like, why is laughter, like, why do we love it and crave it so much? Whatever it is, it must t- literally tickle something in us. It brings you together. But I love to laugh like yeah. that. It's therapeutic, like yeah. a real muscle laugh. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you. Thank you so Good much luck for having with, me. Uh, the third of what I'm sure will be... Permanently pregnant, married Catholic man. Just the beginning. It will. It's a little harder to get up out of seats, but I'm not pretty good. Okay, you know? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Oh, that was... That was too fun.